The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I am your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Hello, hello. Uh, what do you think about uh, being ranked? Is this good? Is this good? Is it bad? Uh, we did it, friends. It's not bad. It's not bad. Three known conference play. You know who else is three known conference play right now? Baylor. Baylor. And that is it as far as the Big 12 is concerned, which is all that matters. Best basketball conference in the land. So, yeah. Eight Big 12 teams in the top 25 this Mm -hmm. week. And Texas Tech did it the hard way. You know, they didn't just beat Houston at home like Iowa State and TCU did to crack the top 25. Texas Tech just grinded and grinded their way into the top 25. They lunch pilled their way. First one in last one. Well, first one in the, yeah. First one in last one, leave last one in the top 25, but, but Correction. yeah, they're in there. They did it. Nobody else is three known big 12 play. Michael did Baylor lose tonight. Baylor did they play lost. tonight? They lost in overtime to Kansas state. <sighs> they are three and one. S- See, good job, Kansas State. I, I feel like I'm jumping ahead already. We're, we're, we're just going into basketball, if that's okay. Um, because I am pretty sure that the geniuses that do the quad, the quad ratings, rankings. They don't want you to know what a quad 1-1 is? They do not. And they considered Kansas State and Oklahoma State quad 3 wins. So, yeah, okay. Now make sure I'm not crazy about this. Um, That's not. I true. went to the I went to the net rank this week, and you know we keep we've been starting to keep up with that. And the the only thing that changed was our number of quad three wins. Last week it was one and zero, and then this week it was three and zero. But did did other games shift into quad three, and we just like replaced? They didn't them? change. I mean, they could have, I guess somehow no i don't i don't know how i don't know we're oh it's, uh, hold on quad one is this call hold on we're one and two one and two which was the same as as last when we recorded last week they were one and zero oh in quad two we're, we're two and zero oh in quad two okay right that now. changed since yesterday two and zero oh in quad three but Nine so oh. one of those okay and then nine and zero in quad four. So Oklahoma State probably was considered a quad three win, and Kansas State was considered quad two. Let me scroll down and see Kansas State. Hold on. Kansas State currently 
75. They were 77. Oh, is this, is it, is the cutoff at 75 at home? Maybe so. Stupid wild. This is so dumb. <laughs> two spots. This is different from low. yesterday. Well, hold on. Will now that they're now that they're seventy fifth though, does that make it a quad one win or is it at the time of the game? It's probably at the time of the game, right? No, no, because it changed yesterday. It changed today is not the same it said yesterday. Yesterday it was we had we were one and zero in quad two and three and zero in quad three, and then today we're two and zero in quad two and two and zero in quad three. I wish they would uh like you click on the team and see what that how that works out. Yes. Like okay, you're 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 nine and zero in in quad four. Let's see who those quad four games are. You're two and zero in quad two. Let's see who those. Yeah, they don't have Baylor updated yet to three and one. Text Tech on a 9-0 win streak. Hey, you found it. Um, Is it really? Yeah, I hit the spring. Is it really a 9-0? Nine-game win streak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. I'll take it. The the other thing, too, probably what might bite me is I did, I looked up the, all the ratings yesterday, and so who knows what that is now, if that's changed, but. Hopefully not too much. Uh, I don't think much basketball was played yesterday, at least not Big 12 basketball. No, there are four, four the games tonight. Though. NFL. Yeah, tonight, though, yes. I mean, currently, one that we're keeping an eye on is BYU hosting Iowa State. They're a ranked 13. matchup. Yeah. Yeah, and they went to halftime. I think it was maybe two points different at halftime. Four. BYU was up 39-35, but, man, they must have come out in the second half storming and are 60-47 right now. And then uh, Oklahoma State down big at home to Kansas, 67-41 Oof. at the under-12 timeout. And that's at Stillwater? Mm-hmm. That might become a quad four win before the end of this, this podcast. Ouch. Uh, oh, net rankings. There we go. Uh, Houston still number one. The net rankings. Yeah. We got them uh, tomorrow. That's what was interesting about all this. You know, Texas Tech cracking the top 25. Hey, that's great. Never going to not enjoy seeing a number next to Texas Tech. But it does concern me a little bit because they did not move up in any metric. Mm-hmm. except BPI. And in BPI, they only moved up two spots. Every single metric, they either moved down or stayed the same. So Haslam metrics, after going 3-0 in conference, Texas Tech moved down from 33 to 34. Well, can you blame can, them? Like, there was a, it was not a good game. Yeah, no, I can't. It, <laughs> that's, that's why I'm kind of approaching this ranking with caution, knowing that it very well may not be there <laughs> next, next time they poll. So, uh, you know, 30 in Ken Palm, previously 28. BPI, like I mentioned earlier, that's the only one where they went up from 28 to 26. T rank stayed at 33. The net rank, which we're kind of talking about now, went down from 36 to 37. But that may not be the case anymore, Spencer. What Do you, st- do you still have that pulled up? What, net? Yeah. Yeah, I've got it. 
I was I was gonna make fun of Texas being uh one and one in quad two and one and one in quad three. I was like, how are they so low? It's because they've lost quad two and quad three games. Mm. They're fifty ninth, by the way. Oh, Texas is. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. Kansas State seventy five, UCF seventy six. Uh, got a ton of Big Twelve at the top. Houston one, BYU five, Iowa State nine. Baylor 12, Kansas 15, Oklahoma 23, TCU 29, Texas Tech 37. Uh, yeah, that didn't move. That's still that's still what I saw yesterday. Yeah. So. Well, should we talk a little bit about Houston? We can. We'll we'll we'll, we'll come back to football in a minute. But uh, there was a. I think we mentioned Saban retiring last time, but there's been quite the uh, the ripple effect through the coaching ranks since then. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yes. Um, nothing of importance happened this weekend. The Rangers are still World Series champions. I see. Okay. Cowboys may be looking for a head coach, but uh, I, nothing, of, no, nothing of note actually happened. It is not Baker lost Mayfield on me. won a won a playoff game this weekend, y'all. Yes, he did. It is not lost on me, too, that. You are decked out in Texas Rangers gear right now because nothing can hurt you. I'm unfazed. I'm untouchable. <laughs> I heard... Um, is your cup, is it a Texas Rangers cup? No, it's work-related. It's my little oh, okay. Stanley Dupe, but it's branded with our company. Um, just in time for, for Stanley to go uh, out of the, uh, the cool circle. Um, I did hear Rob is able to compartmentalize his professional fandoms uh, so that... The Rangers winning the World Series does not help uh, lessen the blow of the Cowboys <laughs> losing this weekend. It's compartmentalization is both good and bad, apparently. I, I mean, I. The writing you was do on love the baseball. wall. Writing baseball was, is your yeah, your true love. So it's it's. I mean, I know Rob loves baseball too, but I wonder. That'd be a good mailbag question if if you if you want access to the Discord where you can talk with us. Talk with the Gauchos. Check check out their Patreon link on the Gambling Gauchos Twitter feed, and you can be a part of the Discord and ask questions directly. There's a mailbag section. And those episodes, maybe someone listening could just go, "Hey Rob, what's your <laughs> what's your what's your sports love? Is it basketball? Is it football? I'm I, I'm leaning it on football, but I, I know that he he just likes sports. It's all sports, but I think." Baseball would probably be number number two or very close. Baseball's one for me. College football is two. Yeah, that's true. You have to you have to differentiate it. I enjoy I look at the, the NFL as pure entertainment right now. Yeah. yeah, I enjoy the Cowboys being good, but sure, uh, them not making a Super Bowl since I was five or six <clears throat> doesn't phase me. I grew up like. Yes, we were Cowboys fans, but also at the time, like, um, my my mom was dating a guy that was a big Steelers fan, so we were kind of Steelers fans for a while. Um, I was a Broncos fan. I was a big Broncos fan. Oh, with, yeah. With Elway and Davis and yes. Rod Smith and Shannon Sharp and McCaffrey. Shannon Sharp, yeah. Um, that's how my mom, so we were we were at, at her house for, for Christmas, and they were, I can't remember which game it was, but they were looking at, uh, at, a McCaffrey. I can't remember 
It was a Rice Bowl game. Okay, we're talking about his, his younger brother, Christian McCaffrey's younger brother, playing for Rice. I was like, Mom, I've got that man's uh, McCaffrey. I've got his dad's jersey in the closet upstairs. It's the same McCaffrey. Um, I was a Packers fan for for a minute because of Favre, basically. Understandable. Yeah. Um, but. Like Great I, colors. I didn't. Oh yeah, I loved it. I didn't have like a, a a really strong connection to the Cowboys besides they were the home team, um, but it wasn't like ever like my team. The Broncos were my team for a little while, and then I got into college was, football and I was like, couldn't care less about the NFL. Yeah, that that's kind of what happened to me. Um, I was really into the Cowboys during college, and that's probably also because. Romo was pretty good and you know, they had been so bad for so long and then all of a sudden they start winning some games and Parcells is there and all the Wade Phillips stuff, you know, there was, there was just always something to watch uh, T.O., you know, his whole resurgence there. So I, I did kind of really get into him then. And then at some point I just kind of clicked off to where for, I can look at NFL sports and it not, it not bother me the next day or affect my sleep or anything like that. I can't do that with Texas tech sports. Mm -hmm. Well, not Texas tech football. Yeah. But, but yeah, that NFL is just pure entertainment for me right now. I'm a, I'm a big lions fan. Okay. Going for Detroit uh, until they meet the chiefs in the super bowl. So that's who I'll be rooting for at least on the NFC side. And I know it's kind of sick, but I think I would still root for the Bills even if they beat Kansas City. I like the Bills too, just tangentially. This is all loose. Like I don't like, you know, I don't watch Bills football very often. But just as a concept, I like the Bills. And I feel like they've, as a franchise, had had a pretty rough go of it and just came across the Cowboys the only years they were good in the last 60 years and couldn't you know, came up short. So I think they've got a lot to, a lot of history and a lot of of storied fan bases that are, you know, them and Detroit both are in a bit of a, in a bit of a drought as far as championships go. Yeah. With, I didn't mean um, to talk so much about NFL. I'm sorry. Just, we're we're trying to get to the basketball. I've enjoyed the games. Um, we'll get with, to it with the, with the Cowboys and the Eagles losing this weekend. Like the Packers are just oh, not the Packers. The the four Niners are like, thanks for the Super Bowl appearance, guys. Just gonna waltz in. It feels like I mean we'll see. That's why they play the games, you know. I think them them lines maybe like the I, I would assume uh, NFC Championship game wouldn't be four Niners and Lions. But that'd be great. I don't know. AFC seems much, much tougher. <laughs> Bills, Chiefs, Texans, Ravens. And and yeah, not that like, the Texans are great, but they're like hot right now. And of course, going up against the Ravens, yes. who may be the best team right now. Or they have the best remaining record. So, yeah, the best team. I just can't imagine. How did Dallas lose that badly to a, a nine win team? The seven seed at home. 
They had they had people, gone all people year. Paid, people paid three thousand dollars plus thousands of dollars to, to get a family game. of three there to watch the Cowboys just get embarrassed in their own house. That's awful. I would I would be if I was a true fan, I would be truly, truly rankled about all that and how that went down. Rankled. But I have my friend uh shout out to the ace man. He lives in the Metroplex. He said Did he go? No, he didn't go. He's he is far removed from what you would call a Cowboys fan. He's like a he's like the sicko, the sicko guy mm. watching <laughs> watching it all collapse and enjoying it. But anyway, um, I'm kind of with them sometimes because you just have to, you just have to, at some point you have to just kind of look around and laugh and accept the insanity. But he, he was just talking about on Monday, how DFW sports radio was fantastic. (laughs) I bet he was, and he was, he looks forward to it. He'll text me stuff about that sometimes. Oh man, sports radio is going to be so great tomorrow. (laughs) And then he'll text me during it. It's just the best. That's one thing I do miss about Dallas. He was kind of like you. He was he's he's a pretty big Broncos fan. I don't know if he is so much now. We've kind of gone full bore into the Chiefs as far as number one team. But he was yeah he he went to some Broncos games mm-hmm. in some really crazy snow and stuff too. Yeah, I do miss the the radio scene. Like it, it, it's crazy. Like when I'm when I'm in Dallas to visit. And like, I'm just like scrolling and I'm just like, I just hit next. And there's like a station, every couple of numbers up the dial, like 0. 0.3, 0. 0.7. <laughs> yeah. Where like, it's here. It's like, yeah. it'll go 91.2, 95.7. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Anyways. I remember the, the days on the tractor with the, with like the, the portable FM radios back when that technology was still really bad. You got like five stations. Mm-hmm. So it would just sit there. It just did the thing shut off? No, it just <laughs> flipped. It went from 100.7 to 88.1. Like, okay, great. All right. Yeah. Basketball? A, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I will say, like, professional basketball, like, I was, I was ecstatic when the Mavericks won. But, like, I was excited because they, they were a Dallas team. Uh, I remember... So the same guy that was a big uh, Steelers fan was also a big hockey fan. I remember him having us watch the uh, the Stars World Cup stuff, um, which was cool. World I Cup. remember, not the World Cup, the Stanley Cup. Uh, I remember, I remember the Stanley Cup coming to my elementary school. And I got to go see it. Oh, that's really cool. Up in up in up in person. Uh, Did you drink beer out of it? I was like six, seven. Let's see. Well, I mean, light beer. <laughs> When did the Dallas Stars win it? I can tell you what what year I was in the Stanley Cup. Uh, well, they've appeared five times, 99, 2000, and 2020. They won once in 99. So I was... Um, That's got to be 99, yeah. So I was 10. What was that? Fifth grade. I was fifth grade. Yep. Third grade, third or fourth. Something like that. Anyways, um, Texas Tech basketball, though. Playing big <laughs> game this weekend. We're back. We're back. We're so back. 
Um, we talked about checking in at the the rankings. Uh, eight Big 12 teams, first time in conference history to have that many Big 12 teams ranked. Um, Kansas at three, Houston at five, Baylor at nine, OU at 15, TCU at 19, BYU at 20, Iowa State 24, Texas Tech 25. You've got four ranked opponents in a row. Now that you're you're through Kansas State, Houston, BYU, Oklahoma, and TCU. Um, although did TCU win tonight? Hold on, they may have lost. I think they lost. They lost to Cincinnati in overtime, so they may not be ranked by the time Ooh. you get around to it. To yes, them. they were. Yeah, Cincinnati at home, they lost by four in overtime. Um, but as it sets up right now, you've got a really tough stretch in your next four. Um, I don't know this, uh, the well, schedule, it's already tough. but they're, I know that, uh, big 12 games. Well, for sure. But I know that Houston's on the road. BYU is at home. I think Oklahoma's on the road. Um, yes. And TCU, they're back to back on the road. Okay. So of those four, you get three of them on the road. That's fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. no problem. tomorrow. Uh, with Houston, your Haslametrics, we, we kind of touched on on the rankings. They all dropped a little bit. Um, you did win against Kansas State, but it's because you had a terrible stretch in the game. You didn't beat them as, as you should have. You struggled with them. Um, BPI was the only one where you moved statistically higher and in, the, in the, the good direction. Everywhere else moved down. Um, so at Houston, Haslametrics has them at number one, BPI. And our net rankings has them, I believe, also at number one. Um, Haslam has us as a 13-point loss for you, which would be yeah. rough. Um, they have just a fantastic, incredible spread that is Houston. They're, they're scoring 75 points, giving up 51 uh, per game. They're shooting 44%. They're holding opponents to 35%. Um, they're not great at shooting the three 34, but they only let teams shoot 27%. Uh, they also don't shoot a lot. They don't, they don't make a lot of free throws. They attempt 19 per game. They make 67%. Um, but they rebound like crazy 40, more than 40 per game. Um, so. allowing teams 32 Texas tech rebounds 36 per game, uh, which is, been a point of emphasis, uh, and, and improving, but, um, that's that's a pretty significant thing. And then uh, Houston turned the ball over nine and a half times per game, but forcing 17 turnovers. Texas Tech is giving up 10 and a half turnovers and forcing 13. Um, Ken Palm. So part of, yeah, part of the reason they're, they're forcing 17 turnovers, uh, Ken Palm has them ranked number one in adjusted defense. Number one overall, I, 18 adjusted offense, 345 and adjusted tempo, which kind of explains the, I think their, that, that their that, opponent's low scoring. Yes. 51 points per game. But also at a 345th adjusted tempo, they're still scoring 75 points a game. Yeah. Yeah. That's some efficient basketball. Um, but that, I mean, we've seen it happen at Texas Tech. I think that tempo may also be helping their, their defense. But still, when you have the number one defense, you've seen what that looks like. Texas Tech has had that before. Um, stifling, grinder. man. It's 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 <laughs> a grind every possession. 
Uh, it's like playing Kansas State in football. Like you have to take care of the ball every single time you touch it. Otherwise, like they're just going to grind the game away from you. Um, I mean, at 345th, is that the slowest team? If not, I don't know. They're maybe super, they're, they're the bottom 10, 15 teams, maybe. Um, so they were undefeated till they hit the Big 12 road road games. Uh, they won big versus West Virginia, 89-55, then hit the road at Iowa State, lost a close one there by four, 53-57 to some Hilton Magic. And then at TCU, 67-68. So do they get right at home or are they, are they reeling, Michael? Um, I'm afraid. I'm afraid they're going to get right, man, because LJ Cryer, he's just had a rough stretch. So the, is the he a bear transfer? That name sounds familiar. They're only two losses of the season. Okay. He's, he's their leading scorer, averaging 15.6 points per game on 41% shooting. And this is from a guard people. He's shooting 38% from three, 87% from the line. But against Iowa state, he had five points on two of nine shooting, making only one field goal and one of six three pointers, no free throws. And at TCU also, only five points on two of 14 shooting one of seven, three pointers again, no free throws. So I, to, to have him underperform three games in a row and especially on a return back to home. And I'm sure they're motivated to write the ship. You know, they've, they've gone Oh, and two in their first two road games in the new conference I'm, I'm unless tech can do something to stop him. I, I think we may be looking at, um, you know, the loss that Ken Palm kind of had or Haslam had in there, you know, 10 points or so it's, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough to beat this team. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the home away splits for Cryer, just Cryer himself, um, he makes two more field goals per game at home. He doesn't shoot any less or more on the road. They're 13 and a half field goal attempts per game, but he makes four at, you know, on the road and six at home. Um, he shoots about a th- more, one more three attempt per game on the road, uh, but makes half less. <laughs> so that percentage is a big swing, 40% at home, 34% on the road. Um, is not a very good, good player at getting to the the free throws. I mean, he's attempted. Yeah. Like he only attempts two or three per game. Yeah. And, um, and like I said, attempted none in the last two. Yeah. Um, score 17 at home, 13 on the road. So averaging 15 and a half points, three rebounds, two assists and 41% shooter on the season. Um, but those numbers are a little bit, higher for him at home. And yes, he is a, a, a Baylor transfer. So we've seen him a lot. Um, this is his first year at Houston. Uh, Samson's been doing a good job at picking up former big 12 players and retooling them to his roster and doing good things. Um, the, the entire Houston system has, yeah. has done that football, basketball, not baseball yet. I don't think. Yeah. Not um, yet. But not a big fan of uh, Atlanta, Texas. Anything. The Astros, the Texans, 
Oilers, the Rockets. I liked the Oilers. I did like the Oilers. I had a, an uncle. He and his entire family were really big into the the Oilers. And then, of course, when they went to Tennessee, that was just heartbreaking for everybody. I don't know if they ever – I don't know what they did after that. I think they just kind of gave up pro football. The Titans have an elite color scheme, though. Let me just – let's just be clear about that. Mm. The navy okay. and light blue. It's okay. It's all right. I like a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of the NFL teams do it right. The, the, the team that doesn't do it, Cowboys, get rid of those stupid green pants. You can't get green pants. Those silver pants they wear that have the green those tint to them, they're green. Get they're out green. of here. They're green. Get out of here. That's timeless. It's the worst. The Cowboys rock like four different blues. I know that's some too silver. Much. It's too much. Some white. It needs to be. Navy and white, okay? It's America's, it's America's team. How dare you? And then throw some red in there somewhere then if you want to claim America's <laughs> team. Um, <laughs> so tough trip tomorrow. Uh, we will do a recap and instant reaction on Saturday, not tomorrow. Um, I'm, not, I'm not doing three episodes a week. We would be <laughs> no, shooting either. Like, three or four a week if we started doing that and just trying to keep up with all the games we get. Especially if there's a game on Monday then we record on Tuesday and then Saturday. That's only three, but I promise I can count. Um, and it's not, not because we're expecting to lose. I just, I just can't keep up with an episode after every game. Just put it that way. It's a lot to do. It works out when they, when they play on Tuesday that we just, we just bundle. If they play on Monday, we'll do a recap the next night. Wednesday well, they play at eight o'clock tomorrow night too. Yeah, it'll be late. We'll, we'll talk about that on Saturday, <laughs> Saturday night. Yeah. Um, not that that's any better. You're hosting BYU on Saturday. Well, hold on. Let's go back to Houston. Yeah, it's Michael. What do you time wise, it's better. What do you What do you see happening with the game? Like, do you think it's gonna be closer than twelve or thirteen points, or is it? Is it? You think it's gonna be pretty significant? I think I think it'll be uh, by far Texas Tech's biggest test this season. A, a true away game. No, well, not by far. I mean, in Austin was nothing to sneeze at, but, but they weren't ranked first. Correct. Uh, I mean, they were still ranked and they were probably overranked because of, of who they are, but they were a very good team and still are. And it, it's going to be a tough team to beat again. But I think Houston, you know, what we've seen from them defensively and what they can do offensively too and really control the pace of the game just overall. Tech's going to have to throw them off. Tech's going to have to push the ball. They'll have to. And and then if they start doing that, this team's prone to make mistakes. So um, I, I don't think that's the wrong thing to do, but it just, it may cost them more than it helps them, but I'm fine with trying it and just seeing if, if they can try to get this team running up and down the court and maybe make them a little uncomfortable. That said, Man, uh, this team barely, they, they won a game they shouldn't have last week at home. Mm-hmm. I i don't see it going their way this week. I, I would say maybe they keep it within eight within eight to ten. Yeah. But I'm, I'm giving Houston the, the win. Sorry, yeah. everybody. Same. Um, and, and let's be clear, we, we, weren't, we weren't projecting a uh, undefeated Big 12 slate here. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no. 
even like even your best years, I mean, you went on uh was it a four game lose streak losing streak in Big Twelve play in nineteen, the year you went to the title game? I think um, so. I mean, there's been some streaks in maybe the sweet 16 year too. I, I swear there were some, some three or four game losing streaks in January or something. So it, it's going to happen in this league. And I, Houston just may be a really, a really bad matchup. Yeah. Let's just hope you contain it to one, get back on the right side on Saturday. You're hosting 20th ranked BYU. They are playing a tight one. Uh, nope. They, it was a tight nope. game at half. It is <laughs> opened up to an 18 point lead for them at home versus Iowa state. Um, they look to move to two and two in big 12 play 14 and three, uh, 5 PM Saturday evening, ESPN two, um, Ken Palm 11 has metrics seven net. what I say? Like, five so around the top another, 10 another very good team yeah um has the metrics has this as a projected close loss as of today or very recently 74 71 um a lot like houston they have a pretty significant scoring advantage and, and you would you expect that with the the team of this this caliber, but they're scoring 86 per game, giving up 63. Yeah. Um, they are shooting even better, more efficiently than Houston, 48% from the field, allowing teams to shoot 40. Texas Tech is shooting 46.5, allowing teams to shoot 41.5. Um, decent three-point shooting team, 37%, but they're holding teams to even lower percentage than, than Houston. They're 27.1%. Um, but they are a volume jump shooting team. They, in, in the sense they don't get to the, the free throw line at all. 14 attempts no. per game. I think, I think they were second lowest, uh, at least from what I remember, uh, was it Kansas state that was like, no, they were up there with, with Texas tech. They were like, uh, Oklahoma state was yes. in the 12 to 13 range as well. Um, and they only, sh- they only convert on 72% of those. Um, but again, they are even better rebounding team than Houston. 43 per game. Uh, Texas Tech uh, grabs 36. Um, they turn the ball over about as often as Texas Tech, 10.8 to 10.6. And they turn over teams as, as much as Texas Tech, 12.8. Um, and a perfect 2.0 assist to turnover ratio. So they... They move the ball around uh, and they, they, they facilitate well uh, to their, their turnovers. We talked about they're not a, not a heavy turnover team, but um, that assist ratio is pretty high to, to get to 2.0. Texas Tech is 1.4. A lot of teams in the 1.4 or 5, 6 range, they're 2.0. Um, but the biggest thing is you get them at home uh, in front of Raider Riot, in front of your home fans, the United Supermarkets Arena, um, Michael, who were they led by? I, I need to pull that up real quickly. It's not on my. Well, yeah, Jackson Robinson is uh is their leading scorer. They've got five guys who average double digits. I'm gonna I'm gonna count the guy averaging nine point nine. 
so guys averaging 14, three, 13, one, 10.9, 10 even and 9.9. And those are in the same order. Jackson Robinson, Trevin Nell, Spencer Johnson, Noah Waterman, and Richie Saunders. Uh, also of note, Trevin Nell is a 47% three-point shooter. And he has shot a perfect 47 out of 100. So that's about as, as good of a way you can con- confirm that that percentage is right. So tied, he's a pretty high-volume shooter, but makes 47%, people. Tied for first and three point attempts they've got two guys jackson robinson driving nell both have attempted a hundred even or at least according to this before tonight's game um jackson robinson 39 driving nell 47 uh next guy spencer johnson's attempted 68 nope sorry no waterman's attempted 83 yeah and, and johnson and- 60, 68 and dallin hall 64 What's kind of throwing me off is that for a team that averages almost 43 rebounds a game, uh, you know, Noah Waterman's averaging 6.7 a game. No one else is even really getting close to that. So it's just a team effort. People are coming off the bench averaging four rebounds a game. I mean, literally flying off the bench. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ali Khalifa is averaging 3.8. And so is uh, Atiki, Atiki Ali. Ali Atiki. Yep. 3.8. I was going to help you out with that one, but you got it. You Thank nailed you. it. Close. Fusini Traori, 4.1. Richie Sanders, 4.4. Trevin Nell, 4.1. Spencer Johnson, 5.4. Noah Waterman, 6.7. It's a bunch yeah, of Yeah, so it's, they, they fight for the ball. Everybody on that team rebounds, and uh, that's going to be tough for Tech to, to compete with. But they can. I mean, they've shown that they can they can hang with, teams that statistically kind of out rebound their, their opponents. And and we saw them make that leap. Like, like we talked about against Kansas state, how the first half and the second half were just completely different. Yeah. Uh, Trevin Nell is a six, five, uh, I would assume a guard from there in salt Lake. Um, Waterman is a six eleven senior from, Savannah, New York, Jackson Robinson, six, seven forward from Ada, Oklahoma transfer in from Arkansas. Um, Spencer Johnson, six, five from American Fark. They say their forks weird. Trust me on that one. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I've got quite a few international players too. Uh, Fasini, Traoris from Mali. Uh, Ali Khalifa, 6'11 juniors from Egypt. Um, There's somebody else. <laughs> They're either from Utah, Idaho, or overseas. Tanzania. Atiki Ali Atiki is from Tanzania. Anyways, I was just going through the roster and naming <laughs> off all the guys that were either from, 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 uh, the, the Utah Valley or from overseas? Because it seems like that's one of the one of the two options for the players on the roster there. BYU. Um, got your work cut out for you this week. Uh, next four games, really, but on the road at Houston, back at home, BYU. I think you got a great shot for a really competitive game this weekend. Um, 
and really want to, you know, boost your resume uh, and confirm your status, your standing in the conference, uh, this is, this is where you can do it this week. And then you're, you don't have a, you don't have a midweek next week. Uh, we'll have a preview, uh, for the Oklahoma game, which is next Saturday, the 27th, which is the day of birthday parties for the Rogers family. We've got a bunch <laughs> of them. We got, a, I think we have three back to back to back, uh, all across the city. So that'll be a fun day, but T, uh, Oklahoma, uh, Saturday and then Tuesday, the 30th, uh, TCU 6 PM. All right. You want to switch over to football real quick? Yes. All right. Yep. We're not going to play any intro music. We're just going to shift. We're just slide right in like a Chris Collinsworth introduction here. Hey. Uh, so Nick Saban retired. Um, and I, when I was thinking about his replacement I was, and we, we talked about Kalen DeBoer as, as we were uh, previewing the national title game. Uh, and for whatever reason, like those, those two things fit, right? Like he, he's a winner. He's won everywhere he's been. He's lost 12 career games as a head coach. I was yeah. like, kind of makes a lot of sense. Um, and guess what? Very quickly, he was hired away to replace Nick Saban at Alabama. Um, not the most desirable task to follow up Nick Saban, right? The guy after the guy, but I mean, he's been successful everywhere, but, but with this retirement, just in college football, I'm not going to talk about professional yet, just the ripple effect so far. Um, so Caitlin DeBoer hired from UW Washington, come down to Bama. Washington's backfilling with Jed fish from Arizona, which is very, uh, uh, you know, appropriate for tech tech to be talking about thinking about, because as a newcomer into the big 12, Arizona projected to do pretty well next season. Mm-hmm. That may take a hit. Um, I know nothing about their new head coach that they hired away. Brent Brennan from San Jose state. Uh, but he will be the next guy at Arizona. Um, I also know there were other assistants uh, and the like of um, other, other programs that have opened up um, with like DeBoer, starting to work on his staff and all that kind of stuff. Um, one, I'm, I'm, uh, I know that we had, we'd heard or we'd seen maybe just, just within our own, own circles, Michael, that, uh, DeRuder's name had, had been floated out there as a possible, uh, head coaching candidate, especially as we were looking at like Arizona and maybe even for San Jose state. Uh, but as at this moment, this, at this point, Tuesday night, January 16th, he is still a, member of the Texas tech football coaching staff. Um, and if he were to move on to San Jose state, I would, we, we would, it would suck. Uh, for Texas yeah, we're tech. glad to have him here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I wish him, I wish him the best of luck. Uh, I don't, not sure if he wants to get back as a head coach, but we've loved having him as a defensive coordinator. Love the direction it's, it's had it's been heading past couple of years under him. Um, but yeah, ripple effect transfer portal of, uh, head coaching, uh, which I guess then, then does kind of reopen a, a secondary window for all these schools that lose their head coach. I think it's a 30 day window where the players can enter the, enter the, the portal again. Um, we've seen the first Alabama, uh, casualty as a receiver that is going to be transferring to Texas, uh, posting with all kinds of Lamborghinis on his, 
his Instagram <laughs> geotagged in Austin. So I think that's pretty well set. Um, I mean, if only Lubbock had a Lamborghini dealership, Michael, we too could be reeling in the five-star uh, top tier transfers from across the country. Oh, what could have been if it weren't for a giant fraud? <laughs> do Do you think you think he would have gone after having like a luxury brand like that? Or like well, a, I, I I distinctly remember one of the last one of the last times I saw Rager Dykes have a car in one of the local parades. It was a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. So he had one that you could probably rent or something. I mean, I, I think he could, if you, if you went to Bart Rager or, or one of his sales guys and, and you had the money and, and you were saying, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for a Ferrari. Okay. All right. We got you. We'll figure it out. He did say any car you want. Any work, any car. Yeah. That was his thing. <laughs> and when I said earlier, you know, I use the term fraud to describe the act the business that, actions, yeah. Yeah, not I wasn't calling him a fraud, just in case there's anybody listening who's a lawyer. But no, I, I wasn't. It was just one of those yeah, just a, it, it was a massive fraud, is what it was. Yeah. Whether he knew about it or not, that was that was what was taking place. But uh yeah, I I think I swear I've seen, I, I saw some cars like that. Um, and every now and then I see a commercial, there's some local commercial that has some really nice cars. And I think it's the group that bought out Alderson to Cavenders or Cala it's Cavenders. Cala. But I also think uh, the mirrors group oh, that, maybe. Has, that has the, the Mazda dealership. I think they have a luxury um, little arm of their, of their dealership. Yeah. Maybe so. So yeah, it would. I mean, there's there's some pickup trucks out here that probably cost almost as much as a Lamborghini. Maybe get one of those like souped up Raptors or something for 110k. Of course, that's still like half the cost of a intro level Lambo, probably. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, just just convince them. Just convince them that no nah, Lamborghinis aren't cool. You know what's cool? GMC Sierra. <laughs> let's let's come get you a, a Raptor or um yeah yeah that's what I meant. You know what's cool? A, a Dodge a Rebel. Ram Rebel. Get you a Rebel Ram. Hell yeah! Those 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 boys in Austin driving their Lambos they they wouldn't last out they here in West Texas. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. You gotta. You know what you need? You need a 2500 HD Denali that you take off the road, paved road once and have trouble parking. That's what you need. That won't fit in a garage, a normal sized garage, because they're all too tall now. You need to build its own little carport enclosure. Yes. With mirrors the size of you know, a Suzu pickups. It's true though. Um, F three fifty platinum Harley Davidson King ranch 
titanium. That's what you need. Is, is that an actual combination of, of packages? Because it, it sounded right. I just individually they all are. I actually I may have made up titanium. No, no. Well, that's Ford. Um, oh, but no, they do it's, have it's platinum. platinum. It's platinum. That's yeah. what it is. That's and King Ranch and Harley Davidson. I don't know if they do Harley I, anymore. I think I think Harley and King Ranch are, are, are two different levels. A Ford, uh, a Ford boy will let us know. Yeah, I'm sure. This will this will be the only time we get angry comments. Yeah. Um, transfer portal officially. We did see. I don't know if it was the very end of the window or I don't know. Cause I, I thought the window had closed, but you've had a couple of guys from Texas tech pop up and officially kind of show up. Now we talked about Matt Keeler not being in the, in the, the, the portal last week. He's there now. Uh, so maybe it was uh, one of those guys where we had, we'd, we had heard about the possibility of him going um, and they were still trying to work it out, see if we could keep him, or if there was anything we could do to, to have him stay. Uh, but he hit the portal and then um, Steve Linton, yeah, it's kind of a big one. One of only a handful of defensive but players. Was but, it, though? Uh, I know. I know what you're saying. Uh, statistically, not as impactful as everyone had hoped, but still just the measurables. Uh, the hype? Yeah. It, 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 there's There's just something there that feels like, I should react a little more somberly to this, to this portal entry than, than most. Uh, you seem to be taking it in stride though. Of course you are wearing your Rangers get up. Like I mentioned before, nothing can face you. Unbothered. Uh, you just yeah. Teflon over there. Slides right off. Matt Keeler. Yeah. He's in the portal. Tyler King, TK King. Um, he's landed at Wyoming. Oh, okay. That was a guy we hadn't heard about. Nehemiah Martinez in the portal, but has not landed somewhere. Blake Burris, portal, no landing spot yet. Seth Martin, offensive line, uh, doesn't have a home yet. Uh, Nate Floyd, defensive back, doesn't have a home. Offensive line, Jacoby Jackson, headed to Mississippi State. Um, Shuck and Monroe Mills going to Louisville. We knew that. Peterson to North Texas. Pierre to UCF. Pry. Miles Price to Indiana, Jerron Bradley to Boston College, J.J. Spartan to UTSA, Loic Fungi to Vanderbilt. So. I updated our list. Oh, in real time, as I was talking, huh? I think so. The only two I, I added were for Jacoby Jackson to Mississippi State and then T.K. King to Wyoming. There you go. Uh, let me double check real quick. Make sure we got all incoming guys listed here. Um, Josh Kelly, wide receiver from Washington State. Vin, Vinny Scurry, offensive line from Toledo. Caleb Douglas, wide receiver from Florida. James Hansen, defensive line from Nevada. Jean-Carlos Miller, tight end from Elon. Jalen Conyers, tight end from Arizona State. Javon Jackson, quarter cor, corner. From Fairmont State, Jack Burgess, punter from Weber State, Sterling Porcher, offensive line from Mid Tennessee, Devin Cromwell, defensive back, corner from Guelph up in uh, Canada, Canada, 
Defensive back Javion Wilcox from TCU. Offensive lineman Davion Carter from Memphis. And then Jason Llewellyn, tight end from Oklahoma. Only other thing I had on football, Michael, was uh, we did see that Ben Roberts, freshman phenom, redshirt freshman phenom, linebacker, named today, very very recently, to the Football Writers Association of America freshman All-American team. It's only the third Red Raider in school history to have such an honor. Uh, Defensive tackle Colby Whitlock, 2007, was the first. And most recently, defensive back Adrian Fry in 2018. That's kind of a big deal. You know? It is, especially when you compare to th- those two guys and what they were able to do. Um, and then Roberts put up, what, like 100 tackles this year? I'm not even yeah. exaggerating. As a basically a true freshman, he didn't. He played, what, all of like six snaps against Wyoming? Uh, right. And took over after um, Rodriguez got hurt. Uh, played in, I think I saw, uh, I think Kyle said he played in two games last year in special teams. But this year, 2023, he finished with, page will load. It will not. 107 total tackles. In 13 games. So. There you go. That'll do it. 55 were solo. Roberts and Rodriguez. Just a fantastic duo and linebacker. Excited for those two. All right. Instead of instead of car ramrod, could it be like car Rob Rod? Rob Rod. Is that good? Yeah. There's something great. there. Okay, thanks. Um, let's uh, let's wrap this up with what did we learn, Michael? Have a short episode okay. tonight. What do you think? Yeah. What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right, you want to talk about the weather because that's a thing, or do you want to talk about EA Sports College Football coming back? Well, we're both dads of a certain age, so either either thing is on the table. Well. <laughs> This was before we hit record. Um, so I was on a call today and a lot of my colleagues across our, our corporate office are based in the Northwest. And they're also like, just the entire country is in with cold right now. Like just mm. crazy cold. It was like, oh man, it was 18 degrees and snow. And like we're snowed in. I was like, it was four degrees this morning when I took my son to school. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully it was dry. The only, only ice we have is people that are still running their sprinklers. Oh there my was gosh. new ice. It was like, Guys, you know how easy it is to go turn it off or to turn your weather sensor on? Like, yeah, yeah. It. I saw some of that this morning. Would be would be a minor miracle if you didn't damage your system running it in four degree weather. Oh yeah, there's no way that they're not gonna have to replace a bunch of stuff, huh? How come none of my sprinkler heads are popping up? Why is my Why is my entire yard just mush in the spring? Like I've been trying to water. What happened? Uh, maybe, maybe. All your pipes. My water, are just, my water bill is 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 massive. <laughs> Why is the left side of my house sinking? <laughs> yeah. I have an idea. Um, yeah, it's it's cold, and, and like I said, thankfully it's been dry. Um, 
Yes. I think very thankful get, for that. We did get like a, a half a minute of, of flurries last week at some point, but it was just like, oh, look, it's snowing. And then it was, that was it. Um, well, it snowed mud. Oh, that's it right. Yeah. Day, it was the same day there was a dust storm. We talked about and that. And so everyone's cake, everyone's cars were caked with, with dirt. And then just that tiny little bit of sleet we got. Mm-hmm. condensation on your cars. And so, yeah, it looked kind of like it had rain mud. It's sleeted mud. I, uh, speaking of cars, I had recently gotten an oil change. Um, and I went to, where'd I go? Take five. I was going to go to that place around the corner from take five, that real small shop that you go to. Yeah. Place um, is great. But the line was like backed up into yeah. the B-dubs parking lot. I was like, I'm not waiting in that. Line line gets rough, uh, especially when there's some diesels in there. I've yeah. I've ran about that on this show. There's like one bay for oil change. Yeah, it's one bay. Um, it's like you gotta fine. get there bright and early. Fine. Uh, yeah, I was like, I'll go to take five. Um, good and bad thing is is they top off your fluids, right? Sure. And they had topped off my my washer fluid. I love that. Except since then, and the weather, I had no need to spray my washer fluid. So it froze. Um, and thankfully, as far as I know, the tank didn't break. But when it freezes, it like it pushes the, the, the cap up on top. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So it, 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 it's technically open. But what it does so is like it just like this, this column of ice, frozen washer fluid sticks out now out of the, out of the tank and then will melt and then drip blue water onto the, onto the, 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 the driveway. And he's like, what the heck is, is, is leaking under my car? It's like, oh, it's washer fluid that's dyed blue. Um, because it froze, the full tank froze and it expanded enough to push out of the tank. Didn't break the tank as far as I know, because it hasn't gotten above 32 yet. <laughs> um, so that was fun. Also realizing just the batteries in bad enough shape, I probably need a new battery, which I'm sure a lot of people are refining that out the past few days. I went to go start the Durango yesterday. I, was, I had to run to the store yesterday. Uh, and it was like 25 degrees. It wasn't even that cold. Um, it drove just fine to church on Sunday when it was like five or six degrees. But then yesterday it wouldn't start. I was like, this could be a number of things. I'm just gonna take the other car. <laughs> I know that car works. Yeah, yeah. Let's deal with this later. It's like I don't know if it's uh if it's cold, if something's kind of locked up because it's frozen, uh, if the battery's just toast now. But oh yeah, it's 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 an it's an epidemic when it starts. Uh, like the first cold spell, my wife's car in October or November, it cratered. Uh, it, I could kind of tell it was going, but it finally it, it cratered. But then just this weekend. I had to change. It seems like when it gets cold, light bulbs go out too. So I changed some light bulbs this weekend. I changed some battery sensors in our home alarm system. The fob for her car gave me a low battery warning. I had to change that. So I've got to order some more cell batteries because I ran through my little supply. Uh, the cold weather stuff, man, it, it doesn't mess around. It just eats through batteries, man. I, I, it the, does. The fob on, on my Durango is hit or miss. It's probably battery related. It, it's also like an aftermarket fob because the one I got when I bought the car was missing a button. Like the, the rubberized button was missing over like the unlock. Mm. So I couldn't like push it without shocking myself. Not really, but. 
shocking yourself with the three volt battery. <laughs> so I went to one of those, like it's a reputable place on 34th and university, whatever that, that place is, does batteries and keys and stuff. Um, but like, apparently like this, this car has gone through several fobs. Like, like there's, there's too many programmed to this car. It's like, then delete them. I only have one. <laughs> Don't, I just, I need a new one. This is the one I have. And it's, you can see it. It's in shambles. Well, I back to your washer fluid. I, I kind of think that take five skimped on you, man, because when did you go? It was last Saturday? week. No, no, it wasn't that recently. It was last week during the week sometime. Okay. Okay. $110. So, thank you. But it was V8. Oh, good. Good Lord. Yeah, I know. That's always a pain. The... So the weather forecast was very clear that it was about to get really cold. And, and I so didn't yeah, even wash think your, about it. I didn't even think about it. Well, of course you didn't, but you shouldn't have to. You know, wiper fluid, uh, some of them can have special blends that can get you down to negative 20. But most of them freeze, I think, at 32. So that's it's obviously they skimped. They skimped on you, man. Yeah, they may have just put water in. <laughs> just, well, it's obviously died. Like, I've got a blue spot under my Durango. <laughs> the driver's put, side... Uh, a touch of Windex in there. <laughs> That's Windex. It's half and half Windex and a. Uh, well, if it was ha- if that would at least freeze lower. Because <laughs> it's got alcohol in it, right? Yeah, Windex it's got alcohol. alcohol. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then uh, EA Sports College Football. Finally, it's been out. Ooh. We've been waiting for this game for a decade. Back before NIL, the the pre preamble to NIL, players wanted to get. Uh, compensated for the likeness in the games essentially is what stopped this um but i saw it today it was one of those things where it was like it's been rumored to come out for a while but um sports illustrated has it so i'm 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 a little bit more uh optimistic about i'm not not on that instead of just some random guy, but they're quoting, they're quoting this guy from Gators from David Waters from Gators breakdown. Uh, it's a Florida guy, EA sports. It says sources, EA sports college football plan to launch July 12th, 2024. Sense reliable. EA sports has not confirmed a hard date. Yeah. And, and they were all, they were always, uh, launched together, and this was t- typically about the time they would they would do it in July. Uh, some other guy came back to just talked to two people at EA Sports with direct knowledge, and said we have not shared a direct date with anybody, and would not confirm that date. But July is the target, so it could be correct. Just haven't seen anything from EA Sports, but the graphic does look like an EA Sports graphic, like it, it has a very f- familiar feel to it. Um, as somebody that's, yes, as somebody that's played this game, I have copies, uh, yearly copies from 2005 to 14. I've got nine copies or 10 copies of this game sitting around. Um, very interested, interested to see what the updates are and how it's been built out. It's gotta, it's gotta have a realignment, which I, I think was one of the very last things that they built into the game was being able to, to make custom conferences, um, realignment NIL has got to be in there as, as a part of the, the recruiting, uh, aspect of it. Um, and just, 
I would assume you'd get like current, like you'd get, you'd get current rosters. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like where they tried to, to, to mask, you're like, Oh, Texas tech quarterback number six. Like, okay. That's, that's, that's Graham Harrell, but they couldn't put a name on it. Wide receiver number five. Um, Which I, I always always found interesting, like when they had the cover athlete, like they, they wouldn't put his name in the game. Like we know it's Michael Crabtree. His face is on the cover of the game. But when you play with Texas Tech, it's wide receiver number five. Until you, you know, went in and updated that roster yourself. Which is kind of a pain. But anyways, uh coming out this summer, I'm excited. I will buy this game. Michael, are you a EA Sports college football player? And would you buy this game? And that was specific to Xbox, I believe, wasn't it? I think they were all on it. Because Okay, this was back in the day. So they had a different athlete for different platforms. Crabtree was Xbox 360. PlayStation 3 was the quarterback from Utah that year. I don't I don't remember his name at all. Uh, the PS, uh, the handheld PlayStation. Vita maybe, or View. I don't know. This was 13 years ago. Was the quarterback from uh, USC. Uh, number six that year. And then for PlayStation 2, maybe it was Leonard? I don't know. He's wearing a helmet. Uh, okay. Brian Johnson was the quarterback at Utah. Um, Brian Arakpo was the, the, the one for PS2, the defensive end for Texas. And then Mark Sanchez. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, anything else for you, Michael? It's cold. I made a fantastic bowl of chili, and it would just drive everybody crazy. It's not Texas chili, not Texas red all kinds of beans had a can of wolf in there too but like it was fantastic it was one of those um uh, it was a it was a, a chili that came together in like 30 minutes on the stove but it was fantastic anyways that'll do it for us the 23 personnel podcast uh for michael i'm spencer we'll catch you guys next time
Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.